Welcome to the Let's Give a Damn podcast, where we believe you have everything you need to begin giving more dams than ever before. But it's not enough to simply talk about giving a damn. Action is required. My name is Nick Lapara, and this podcast episode is all about world vision. But before we get into the world vision portion, a couple of important things are coming up that I want to make sure you know about. On April 20th at 10 a.m., it is the National School Walkout. It is the anniversary of the Columbine shooting, the devastating Columbine shooting. And it's not just for schools. Wherever you are, try to walk out. I will be taking my daughter out of school. She's six years old, and we're going to talk about why. So on April 20th at 10 a.m., walk out of wherever you are in remembrance and honor of those murdered at Columbine, and also as a way of physically and actively saying and stating that you are hoping that this will never happen again in our schools and that you're committed to doing whatever possible to make sure that happens. 13 seconds of silence for the 13 young people that were lost. If you would like to participate in this national school walkout on April 20th, along with hundreds of thousands, millions of other people at 10 a.m., visit nationalschoolwalkout.net for more information. Please join me. Also, Earth Day 2018 is April 22nd. So the walkout is on April 20th, and then on Sunday, April 22nd is Earth Day. And obviously, Earth Day is about helping to end plastic pollution and other pollution in general. My family and I have taken several steps toward eliminating plastic in our lives over the last year or two. For example, we use metal straws for our everyday use. My wife loves straws, and we got rid of using plastic straws a long time ago. We also got rid of all plastic cups and plates that we used to use for our kids. You know, they had designs and things on it, and they were cute. We got rid of those, and our kids use metal cups and straws now, and they love them. I take reusable grocery bags with me to the grocery store when I go. Um, I have a freezer bag and a non-freezer bag, and I do all the grocery shopping, so I needed something that was very helpful, that wasn't gonna break, uh, and so I got these bags, and now I use them every week instead of using plastic bags. And there are so many ways to do this because plastic is everywhere. A lot of times we will go to the grocery store, right, and we need some bottled water, and so we get a big case of water and so much plastic from the wrapping to the actual plastic bottles. That's another thing we also did is we uh, switched over to, now we bought these glass water bottles that we now have in our fridge all the time. So instead of, and we're always on the move, we're a family with three kids. And so now instead of, you know, getting a case of water that we have in the back of our car like we used to for when we were out, we just have to remember to stick those water bottles that are sitting in our fridge full of water, ready to go, stick them in our bags as we leave the house. So there are so many different things that you can do in your life to begin working toward a pollution-free environment. So join me again on April 22nd for Earth Day 2018. Find out more about how you can have a small but meaningful impact on your world and my world this year by visiting earthday.org. Okay, now to the world vision portion of this podcast episode, which is the rest of it. A few weeks ago, as you know, because I've commented a few times on it, I went to Honduras with 
my friends at World Vision, and with an amazing group of people who are now friends of mine. Uh, my name is Will Odom, and my wife and I run her blog, The Humbled Homemaker, together. My name is Robert Ham, and I'm a uh, Los Angeles-based filmmaker. My name is Melanie Ham, and I am a crochet and quilting designer, blogger, and YouTuber, mainly teaching people how to make these things and impact their lives well with it. So I'm Matthew Brennan. I oversee social media influencer marketing for World Vision USA, and I'm the trip leader for this trip to Honduras. I'm Nadia Castro. I'm a donor liaison for World Vision Honduras, and I take groups out to see the field work of World Vision. While I was in Honduras, we did many things. We spent time with many amazing people, but the main objective for our trip was to learn more about what World Vision is doing all around the world to help people get water. That's right. You and I, most of us listening, take for granted that we can go to our faucets and without thinking about it, for a few dollars a month, we can get as much water as we need. We can go into the shower, make it as hot as we want, and take a shower. We can go to the faucet, uh, fill up cups, fill up buckets, uh, boil water. We can do all these things without even thinking about it. But what we forget is that for hundreds of millions of people around the world, that is not something they can do. They have to walk kilometers and miles every single day to get water. And most of the time, this water is contaminated. We visited several communities on our very first full day in Honduras. And you're about to hear a portion of a conversation that I recorded between Nadia and Wilson. These are two amazing people that work with and for World Vision. And we visited the home. What, what's a, what you're about to hear is a conversation happening in the home of a family that has a completed water project. So now after years and years of working toward this end, they finally have water in their home. And so join me for a few minutes listening in as Nadia asks Wilson to explain what happened for that community to get water. Inicialmente, ¿verdad? El proyecto inició en el 2007. En el 2007 cuando la comunidad de Dolores, ¿verdad? Tomó una pequeña parte de la microcuenca Los Valentines, ¿verdad? Parte de la zona de la biosfera del río de de, de Opalacas, ¿verdad? He's explaining how it got started. This project got started in 2007 and it got from uh, the watershed and so that's where the water became the source was gonna come for this project yes. mm -hmm. What happened from the shed of mm -hmm. water, Opalaca, they were driving out the water mm -hmm. or the pipelines for 13 kilometers. 13, right, Javi? Yep. So mm. 13 kilometers. And that was the first initiation for this project. Posteriormente, con ayuda de la, de la Unión Española, ¿verdad? Se continuó la línea de conducción hasta el Borbollón, ¿verdad? Hasta el Borbollón, ¿verdad? 
Luego son como nueve kilómetros hasta ahí. After that was, uh, sí, después. With help from the Spanish, Spanish cooperation, they got to the second segment, which was nine kilometers? Nine. Nine kilometers, and they kept getting forward uh, with the pipeline. Posteriormente, pues, eh, Visión Mundial decidió sumarse al esfuerzo que las comunidades y las municipalidades estaban haciendo. Logrando, pues, este, traer el agua desde los Borbollón hasta las derivadoras y posteriormente hasta esta comunidad. Borbollón es una comunidad antes. Borbollón es una comunidad before us, where we la pasamos cuando sí. venimos, mm. and we uh, we came through it before we mm -hmm. got to los patios. Mm -hmm. Bueno, recorriendo alrededor de 39 kilómetros de conducción. Total. ¿verdad? Total. Hasta la From sola the water source uh, to mm -hmm. the community here, it was uh, 39. Sí. Yeah, kilómetros mm -hmm. of pipes mm -hmm. that had to happen. It took around. ¿Cuántos años se tardaron? Alrededor de siete años. Alrededor de siete años para llegar a la pipeline de la fuente de agua a la comunidad. Así que fue mucho trabajo. Increíble, ¿no? No puedo imaginar siete años de trabajo, cientos de personas para tomar agua 39 miles de la fuente y ahora pueden turnar el faucet en su casa. Y yo estaba ahí, lo vi. Tenían múltiples maneras de que pueden ahora usar agua directamente en su casa en vez de tener que viajar. Again, kilometers every day to do this. And now that gives them so much more time to do other things, spend time as a family, not be working so much, rest, play with their kids, work on other projects instead of going to get water and dirty water. Amazing. And so now I've left someone out in the intro that was part of the team. And I purposely left them out because I wanted to bring them in for a little bit longer of a time. Uh, Matthew Paul Turner is a fantastic human, and I'm so glad that uh, I got to go on the trip with him. But Matthew lives here in Nashville, and so what we did was a few weeks after the trip, just a few days ago, we got together in my car outside of Target to recap the trip and to chat about our upcoming 6K for water. Okay, we are live in my vehicle in the Target parking lot with Matthew Paul Turner. <laughs> How's that for an intro? That is that's that's an awesome intro. <laughs> we are we are two tired dads who are running around, and we've been trying to make this happen for been... a, several weeks. And so we met in the Target parking lot. It seems like we might be like doing some kind of deal, like drug deal or something. <laughs> Maybe a drug deal, or I picked this parking lot because right after we're finished, I'm going to fulfill an inhaler prescription for my daughter. Oh, okay. So we're just killing several birds at once. Hey, that works. But thank you for joining me on this podcast for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, this whole episode is about World Vision, uh, about the work they're doing, about a trip we took, and about an upcoming walk for life, mm -hmm. walk for water that we are doing. So before we get into all that, tell the listeners who you are. What do you do? What What's your life about? <laughs> well, I, I I'm a writer, and I uh, I write children's books now. I've written other books for other people before, but um, I I write and do photography on the side, and I've been uh, working with World Vision for several years, um, 
doing social media trips and uh, giving people uh, a chance to, giving influencers a chance to see the work they do. Um, I have, uh, since 2010, I think that was when my first trip happened, mm. and I just was sort of um, really blown away by how comprehensive they are in their approach to, uh, you know, uh, helping poverty and, and, and giving people a chance uh, to do, th to, 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 to live different lives, to, um, to, to live sustainable lives, sure. I guess is what yeah. that would yeah. be. Um, and so it's, uh, I'm always impressed with the people who do the work on the fields and, um, just, uh, have been moved by so many of the people I've met and the things that I've seen, the, the programs that they've put together. And so I'm just a, I'm a big believer in what they do and have been helping them for a good good while now. So, what other trips have you been on? What other countries have you visited with World Vision? <clears throat> I um I've been to Dominican Republic a couple times. I've been to Bolivia. I've been to Sri Lanka, the Philippines, uh, Uganda, Armenia, and I think there's oh Guatemala, several different places. And your favorite trip was, of course, Honduras with me. Yes, absolutely, of course. Actually, it was a really fantastic trip. It was I, fun. It was very. It was different for me. I, I, and I'll be honest. I wasn't, and I think I think I even said this, on, you know, before we even, you know, got went on the first outing. I, I, I wasn't. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect in Honduras. I wasn't. I didn't prepare myself mentally and emotionally for it thinking that, oh, it's just Central America. I, sure. I mean, I, I was busy with a, a book launch and sort of just went into this trip not, you know, not expecting to be moved. I mean, I think that once you see things, the, see pain and see poverty over and over again, you do get, sadly, you become numb to things once in a while. And, and I found myself just not necessarily numb to it, but I was sort of just like, this I looked at it as like a job and work, sure, and yeah. so I what that's how because that's what I do, and so um, I uh, I was surprised and moved because of the theme, um, you know, with us just uh, we we we've never done a theme before a theme trip, and this was you know water focused, clean water focused, and it was, dude, it got to me, mm. like it really did, it moved me. I I mean. I, I mean, I've seen clean water programs before, but it was mixed up with, you know, certain, uh, you know, other needs or other uh, issues of uh, dealing, you know, with dealing with poverty. And, and so I think it was just the, the idea of something so simple that we take for granted every single yep. day. I mean, multiple times a day, I, I, I just... It sort of got to me, uh, you know, in a in a in a different way than any other trip. Yeah, the one the the one day that we visited two, well, one completed water project, and then one that they hadn't even started yet. I was obviously visiting the family that didn't have water yet. The community didn't have water. It was devastating, mm -hmm. right? These kids have wake wake up five a.m. Two trips at five a.m. Two trips at five p.m. 
mean, they're four, five, six years old carrying jugs of up and down this pretty steep hill. <laughs> we all fell a couple times. Um, no, no, I, I fell a couple you, times. You fell, I fell once. You fell a couple times. I didn't want to call you out, but you called yourself out. But what was even more, like, what was even more astounding was the community in the morning. Seven years to get water from the source to the moment they could turn on their spigot in their home. Seven years mm-hmm. of work. 600 people involved over seven years, and they were on a three-week rotation. So every three weeks, they, it was their week. So for one full week, every three weeks, they would go and work on this thing day and night. Sleep out in the elements. Like, you know, they, they, weren't, they weren't staying in hotels at night. It was, we've got to get this pipe from the source to another, like, main location and then off to, like, 15, 20 communities from there. It's hard work. Seven years just to be able to turn a spigot on in their home. And in the process, they're still having to go and get clean or get, right. get water every that, day for seven water. years yeah. and it wasn't necessarily and the water they were getting wasn't necessarily safe i mean i it just the idea that you don't have access to clean water and when you do it is questionable yeah. whether it's safe some days it might be some days it may not be and and you open yourselves up to you open open your kids up to getting diseases and yeah. I mean, dude, it just kind of it, it it overwhelmed me. I mean, I I I have honestly since then thought of my own approach to water and how much I waste and how much I, um, you know, you know, am gra- I I've been a lot more grateful for those things um, yeah. since coming home. And but but at the end of the day, me. Having a moving moment does not help any anybody. It like I have, you know, it, it has to. We have to like become. What can we? We have to become thinkers of how how yep. can we do something good to help these people have access to clean water and 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 how can we make it easier? How can we make it sh- the 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 time allotted you know shorter? In some cases, the the time can't be shorter because of all the processes and all right. the piping and all the like the the land and the the things that have to happen prior to getting these people water. Um, and so it is just, dude, it was um, overwhelming, overwhelming, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So coming back from that trip on May nineteenth, so in five weeks, mm-hmm. uh, World Vision will be hosting. A 6K. A 6K. Yeah. All over the world. Tens of thousands of people. I think they had 40,000 last year, something like that, and they're expecting way more than that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually helped some of my friends set one up in Peru. So it's it's going into to newer countries this time around and in virtually every city That's in so this cool. country. Yeah. And so uh, Matthew and I are doing one here in Nashville. Um, what I would love for you, the listener, to consider doing. So here's here's how it works. $50 is your race, your walk entrance fee. That $50 uh, helps get water to a person for the rest of their lives, right? So you are, maybe you can't go to Honduras or these other places that Matthew and I are going or have been to help out with these projects tangibly. It'd be great if you could because um, you'll see so many amazing things. You'll experience so many things. You'll be touched in different ways. But in the meantime, before you make that trip or those trips, join one of these walks, whether in Nashville or elsewhere. $50 gets clean water to somebody for the rest of their lives. And you will get your entrance fee also gets you a bib. You're going to get a race bib with the face of a child on it, the face of the person that you are helping, right? This obviously goes into a larger pot and everybody gets helped, but that is a child that is getting water because of you. Um, And you'll actually have the option of 
supporting that child ongoing if you want to after the race. But $50, that's the best $50 you're ever going to spend, friends. Um, so if you, uh, do you have anything else to say about the race, do any, the walk? Do no, it. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait to kind of... Uh be a part of something and yeah like i've never done uh, a 6k with intention with, like, you know, that. like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing so i mean i think it's kind of i i, I think it's gonna be fun yeah so so we're gonna have a few dozen people here in nashville my kids will be joining me my wife it'll be super fun uh if you want more details check the show notes out for this show or you can go to let's give a damn facebook page there's an event the only event running right now is for this 6k click on the link in there for the tickets you can find out more about it if you're not in Nashville, still click on that link and you it'll lead you to another link where you can host a race. If you're in a city, if you're in Waterloo, Iowa or Paducah, Kentucky, and there's no walk, you can host one and there's still time to do that. And so, um, yeah, jump on that. Um, Matthew, thank you for joining me. This was a little short conversation, but super fun. I loved hearing more about your heart. I always, I always enjoy hanging out with you, dude. Okay. I mean, you, next time, maybe not in the car. Yeah. Like par- it's starting to warm up because we, <laughs> we had to turn the car off. But uh, this is fun. This is no, fun. No, it's great. We'll see. Is anybody looking at us? No, <laughs> no not yet. We're kind of in the middle of nowhere, so we're good. Okay. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Matt. I hope that you will also go look up. He mentioned that what he does for a living, he's an author and a few other things. Go look up his books, Parents, if you are a parent. Uh, go look up several books that he has written that are fantastic. I will also link to those books in the show notes at letsgiveadam.com. Um, if you want to buy them, you should. The last person that I would like to introduce you today is Joe Saxton. I wanted to chat with Joe because she has organized multiple 6K for water walks with World Vision in her city of Minneapolis. So we met up for a few minutes after she gave a talk recently at Q Conference in Nashville. Joe Saxton, welcome to the Let's Give a Damn podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being on. We're going to talk for a few minutes about something you've already done that I'm going to do in about a month with World Vision. And so first of all, before we get to that part of our conversation, who are you? What do you do? What are you all about? Okay. I am a Nigerian Brit, um, Nigerian Londoner to be specific. I um, write. I speak. Is it important to specify London? It is. It really is. It matters. Okay. London matters forever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of like, you know, like people from big cities kind of get a bit obsessed with their yes. city, like New Yorkers yep. and yep. LA and Sydney and that. London, Got same, it. samesies. Got it. So um, I am married with two kids, two tween age girls. That's exciting. I write books, I speak, I coach leaders, um, and I host a podcast, co-host a podcast. Yay! What's your podcast about? It's called Lead Stories, and it's cool. It's about leadership and life. Me and okay. a girl called Steph O'Brien. Say girl. She's in her 30s. She's going to love me for that. A yeah. woman called Steph o- O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> and we're actually at one of your speaking events. Yay! In Nashville. Q Conference. Yeah. You just finished your session. It went well? It did, actually. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. Well, thank you for taking a few minutes to be with us here today. So you, what's your involvement with World Vision? Well, I think some of it has been a growing appreciation from afar. Um, and then just deciding to impose myself on them. Um, I'm sure they're fine with that, though. (laughs) Yeah, I think a growing appreciation. And actually through our podcast, the number of our friends were running for World Vision, um, getting involved in things with World Vision. So I think I've just been watching and just loving what they're about in terms of, I think it might have, the first thing might have been revolving around water. Um, uh, But I think I've always been very passionate about things which empower women. And, and release children and lift people out of poverty. And so World Vision seemed like a very obvious place to go. 
They're doing such incredible work. Mm -hmm. I just returned from a trip to Honduras with them uh, to see a bunch of different projects, mostly water-related in, yeah. uh, in anticipation of the upcoming 6K for yeah. water. Um, I have a growing appreciation for the work they do. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. They're doing incredible it's work. It, stuff. It's, it's one thing to hear about it, you know, through their videos, through their social yeah. media. Be on site to see their team wow. on the ground doing their thing. Incredible. So it's, an, it's a well-oiled machine. They're mm -hmm. doing good work. They're putting the money to good use. That's a big thing for that, me. It's true. I, and I do look at that when I look at organizations. Yep. I do look and see how, not, and I, not to be in a judgy way, but if you haven't got much money to give, you want to make sure as much of it as possible is going directly to those in need where it can release and empower. And so I remember looking, investigating that. Yep. And and there are, and don't get me wrong, there are lots of places which are, are who have built very lean machines to do that. But I was particularly impressed. Yes. Watching um, World Vision. So you've been part of one of these six cable yes. waters, right? Yes. Tell me all about that because part of this episode is me, um, it'll come out in a, a week or so. It's me recapping my trip, my involvement with World Vision, um, the six K for water that we're doing here in Nashville and inviting people to be part of it, whether yeah. they're here in Nashville or elsewhere, because it's happening all over the world. I've already yeah. um, helped one of my friends in Peru. They're going to do one on May 19th. So it's Wonderful. happening everywhere. What's been your experience? What was that like? You organizing that, being a part of it, and what was the result of it? Yeah, well, there are a couple of things. First of all, it was something that we wanted to do as a family. Um, we wanted to do it as a family uh, because it was, what can we encourage our kids to get behind from an early age? You know, we want our kids to have a global picture of life and not just of how blessed they are or how fortunate they are, but just what it means to serve and invest in other parts of the world. And so they were really drawn to it as well. And, um, and so it was a really accessible on-ramp to be discipling our kids in, yeah. in these values because it's an integral part of discipleship. Mission yeah. is, and justice and, and equity is an, an integral to our discipleship. And so it was wonderful to have an easy way to do that for the girls. And so we said, okay, this is gonna be our family thing we do every year. <laughs> We're all like, oh no, we said we do you it committed. every year. We've committed. And um, so we all raised funds together and, and they told their friends about it and things like that. And then alongside that, Steph and I, um, and Steph is a pastor of a church and there are a number of women in her church who were, I mean, they do all kinds of runs with World Vision. And so we thought, why don't we do it um, from the context of the podcast and say to people, hey, we're going to be doing this this day, wherever you are, since there are all kinds of places where you can do it, we want you to do 6K and we'll lead stories, we'll do this together. And we, we kind of did it as a little pilot to see if it would work because again, with the podcast, people are listening, you don't obligate yeah. people, yep. but we had one of our community running in Greece. That's awesome. Which is incredible. Um, and, and others who came and joined us and we ran together and others who didn't join us but sent money. And we, we thought, well, that's great. And so it was a wonderful experience just to be part of it. And, and um, I think I ran with my youngest daughter and my husband ran with our eldest. And we kind of ran, walked and walked, ran and all those kinds of things. But it was just, it was great to, for, for us to talk through with them. Look, there are kids who are walking. My kids are 11 and 12. And to say, you know, there are kids who are walking this distance to get water was a sobering moment. But then to say, but this is what we're doing, which is going to assist those kids who are walking to get water was a, a powerful thing. Yeah, the community, we, one of the communities we visited in Honduras, um, none of the kids were over eight or nine. They're between four, three and four, and all the way to eight and nine. They had two trips at 5 a.m., and two trips at 5 p.m., so four trips a day. Yeah. In the particular community we were at, it was very mountainous, and so it wasn't just, you know, 6K on flat, flat yeah. ground. We all we all slipped and fell down, you know, as at one point or another, down or up on this very steep ravine, and it was muddy, and they were jumping around like 
like mountain goats. Like they knew oh all the goodness. rocks so and all they the, knew. They, they knew it, but it was just, it was, it was heartbreaking. Um, on the one hand, it was hopeful to be able to, to see them. It didn't phase them. That was yeah. life for them. This is our, this is our situation. We, and it's dirty water. It's contaminated. Yeah. They're getting sick. Um, but it was just a, another sobering moment. And I've spent 15 years living overseas in 30 plus countries. I'm very much a global person. I've yeah. seen a lot of this, but it was once again, just hit me right in the face. Um, yeah, the hundreds of millions of people still can't turn on the spigot like you and I can do. It's just such right a basic now. thing that we that we take for granted and don't even get to think about. Yeah, and to think that that is a huge. I mean, I was just imagining as you described it then, what happens if that kid slips and spills the water? Yeah, you know, which is a very feasible reality. What does that mean for that family? What does it mean for that kid that day? Yeah, when some and and when when should a child have to carry that? literally carry that weight but the weight of what that means yeah yeah well. absolutely so are you doing it again this year yes we yeah, are yeah great. and we're gonna um we're beginning to tell the lead stories community again um to get involved and and say this is this is the thing that we're going to do together you know that we'll we'll choose to to engage together and whether you've done it before you know a lot of people are like oh i can't run 6k and it's like well walk it then <laughs> i love that we're going to do it together though last question mm -hmm. thank you so much for your time um why is it important for us to get out of our comfort zones and begin giving a damn about something or some things in our lives, the things that we see, the things that are overseas? Why is it important to do that? I mean, I think part of me is like, well, as part of our common humanity, um, to think beyond ourselves is always good for us. And, and, and um, Christians don't have a monopoly on that. People around the world are doing that all the time. Yeah. But I think for those of us who would call ourselves people of faith, and we talk about God so loving the world, this mm. is an expression of us loving the world he loves. Um, for people who care about justice and, and looking at the example of, of Jesus and looking at the things that we see in the biblical narrative that God cared about, then um, it's not hard to see inequity in our world. And we, we actually, it, it's not like, this isn't actually an optional extra, this is an integral part of faith. This is us being good news to a family in another part of the world who will never get the credit for, and we don't need to. It's, it, it's the right thing to do. It's just basically the right thing to do. And, um, and whilst it may be out of our comfort zone, it's not that uncomfortable. No. Not really. Nope. Nope. Great answer. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank I think you. That'll be a, this will be a helpful addition to the podcast, and thank you for encouraging our listeners to join one of the walks. Thank you very much. Friends, I hope you're encouraged. I hope you're ready to walk. This is a meaningful, simple way for you to have a lasting impact on very real people that I have met. These people are real. They need clean water. They want more time in their lives. And you can help them get that through the incredible work by my friends at World Vision. So you can walk with me. You can walk in a race in your city or you can donate and not walk at all if you can't because you're working that day or you don't want to. So the date is May 19th. Mark that down, May 19th. Any way you slice it, your $50 gives clean water to one child for life. Sounds like a worthy investment, no? Worldvision.letsgiveadam.com. That's where you need to go to sign up for my walk or to find a walk in your city or to donate. Worldvision.letsgiveadam.com.
letsgiveadamn.com. You can also find this link and more about World Vision by visiting letsgiveadamn.com and looking for the latest episode. As we wrap up today's episode, check out letsgiveadamn.com for all podcast conversations and show notes. Follow us on social media. We're Let's Give a Damn and Nick Lapar everywhere. We would love to continue the conversation there. And lastly, I have recently started a private Facebook group where I and several hundred other people post stories, ideas, thoughts, and more about giving a damn to encourage and challenge each other. If you'd like to join us, search for Damn Good People on Facebook and ask to join, request to join. If you're not a crazy person or someone looking to start trouble, I will gladly let you in. I would love to see you there. So friends, again, worldvision.letsgiveadam.com. Join me by signing up for a walk, by walking in your city or donating. You can find all that information at worldvision.letsgiveadam.com. Thank you so much for joining me today for this conversation. So many great things to come and I hope you'll join me next Tuesday for another inspiring talk with yet another damn giver. I love you all. Bye for now.